This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, remember those viral feel-good videos of high school seniors getting accepted into Ivy League schools? Was that shit a lie and a scam? Also, what do you do when you're black and your mom doesn't know? And why are there black Republicans in New York? And whose mans are they? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. We are back at Tea with Queen and Jay headquarters. Yo. Back like how we used to do it, episodes one through whenever we stopped doing that shit. Yes. Yo. We're back in my apartment in Manhattan. Yeah, we this are. This is weird. This is different. We have mics. We're, we're doing this shit ourselves. We got equipment. It's a whole oh. new world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't you dare close your eyes. Is that the same song? Yeah, hold All your right. breath, it gets better. Oh my goodness. Okay, so welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Ew. Oh my God. Yes. This I haven't done that in what? your house in so It has. It's been long. a minute. It's been a minute. This is this is quite bizarre. Just a heads up, old school listeners know Jay has a dog named Hennessy. Yes, Hennessy he Grace Jones. To, she be trying to be in the show. She does. She has a little squeaky toy back there. Hopefully she Shut the fuck she'll up. tire of it soon and won't yeah, won't be squeaking it. She's enjoying herself though. She's very <laughs> cute. She's living her best life. You can check her out on Instagram. She ain't going back and forth with you niggas. <laughs> Hashtag a dog named Hennessy if you want to see what Hennessy looks like. <laughs> also, if you want to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, please use the hashtag T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram and all of your favorite social media spots. We will retweet that shit. We share it. Y'all can have conversations with other people who are listening to this podcast. And um, it's a great way to keep track of what we're all saying about it. Mm-hmm. Also, you can use the now listening hashtag pod in that's P-O-D-I-N. And that is so that other podcast listeners who may not be listening to Tea with Queen and Jay can learn about our show. Yes. It feels so weird. This is usually where we say what we're recording. And we don't have to say that. Oh, we said it okay. So it feels weird. That's a very Virgo thing to say. You yes. like the order. I'm like the systems. order. I'm right. used to doing right. it this That's way. funny. I wasn't thinking about that at all, but it's okay. Uh, what? This is also a spotted tea episode. That means there are less segments than our regular ass episodes, and we're here for the freestyle. Yes, we are. All right. Do you want to tell the people what libations are? Yes, I do. So libations are where we pour some for the people, places, and things that give us black joys, for the homies, the ancestors, all of that good shit. This is where we give all of them love. Ashia. Yes. Do you want to start with your libations this week? Yeah. Right. My libations are for... Um, Jay and I had the pleasure of being on the Grapevine TV, which is a YouTube channel um, about millennials talking about black shit. And Jay and I were on the midterms election episode, and it was great. We had a really good time. Yeah, we had an amazing time. Thank you to the Grapevine for inviting us to participate. Yes. And thank you for all of our listeners who showed up in the YouTube comments 
Yes, showing us love like black ass cousins came through. They were like clearly like our listeners. I mean, there were other people commenting on the shit that we said, but it was clear that we had people who were like listen to Tea with Queen and Jay who were like, oh snap, they're on this episode. They're my people. Yada yada yada. So we definitely appreciate that. So thank you to the Grapevine TV and thank you to all of our listeners who watched that episode. And thank you to everybody who is listening to Tea with Queen and Jay for the first time because you saw us on the Grapevine TV. Mm -hmm. Libations to that shit. Libations to fucking like sharing information yeah. and spreading that shit and cross promotion and all that good hot exactly. popping shit yes. yo so libations to black to media spaces yes libations you know? to Dope. that shit okay i like that libation mm-hmm. i want to give a, i want to give a libation to everyone who donated to us on giving tuesday yes. this past week we appreciate mm-hmm. you thank you for thinking of us thank you for recognizing the work that we do and contributing to what we have going on here it really goes a long way and it actually helped us buy the equipment that we just learned how to use here uh to um, record a few this hours podcast <laughs> in my apartment yeah. at uh 102 a.m on a monday night yeah so as if thank you for that shit yeah speaking of giving tuesday and donations queen can you tell the people what donations are and why we need them for this podcast and how to donate yes so we accept donations to help the progress of this podcast to sustain it to buy the equipment that we're using to record this with yep. so that is one way that we receive donations and you can do that by going to our website teawithqueenandj.com and there's where we give you two ways to donate two to tea with queen and jay i don't know i did but i don't know i don't know so you go to our website and if you scroll down on our homepage. We have our first option, which is our PayPal option, and that is where you can donate however much you want, however many times you want, but there is no commitment there. And then our second option is our Patreon option, and that option is where we're asking for a little more commitment. And we only ask for you to give us $2 a month. $2! You can give more or less, but yes, $2 a month, and you will get a libation shout out on the show. That's right. Yes. That's right. That's right. Um, the other way that you could donate is by sharing the podcast, giving us reviews, giving us stars, tagging us in those lists where people say, what podcast do you listen to? Like, those are different ways that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay because you help spread the good word. That's right, yo. Donate your time. Donate mm-hmm. your brain power. Donate your energy. We appreciate all that good shit. Yes. So I have donation libations for this week. Okay. We got a lot of new Patreon subscribers. We got a lot of new patrons. And this week we have Ollie. Thank you so much, Ollie. We appreciate Thanks, you. Ollie. Bernadette, Marlena, Shlalanda. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Lunchtime Comics. Thank you. We appreciate you. You can actually check out Lunchtime Comics. That's comics with an X at the end on Twitter and Instagram. And they post a new comic strip every week about the life, love, and humor of a racially ambiguous family. So mm, be sure to check that, that shit out. Yeah, I enjoy that every week. It's very mm-hmm. cute. Also, House of Blurreds, thank you so much for donating. That's actually a new podcast. And House of Blurreds says, firstly, you women. Yes, they said women. They did say women. You women and what you do is absolutely amazing. Thank you for taking your time and putting yourselves openly and honestly out there to help teach and help women grow. Well, we help everybody grow, but I hear you. I I see what you're saying. The priority, you know. Sure, sure, sure. Listening to your podcast has inspired me to move full forward with my own podcast and writing. Thank you again for everything that you do. You're welcome. And thank you so much, House of Blurds, for your donation and for breaking us off 
in the Patreon. We appreciate you. Word. We also have PayPal donations this week. Mm-hmm. And we got one from Helen. Thank you, Helen. We appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, Helen. And we got another one from Evian of the Sexually Liberated Woman podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks, boo. And Evian says, just got done listening to your last podcast for the second time and wanted to say thank you both for holding space for me and my 4C hair questions. I felt very affirmed and seen. I appreciate you both. Thank you. You're welcome, Evian. Thank you so much for your donation. Um, Last week, for anybody who didn't listen to last week's episode, Evian sent us a letter asking about 4C hair and how we get over some of the shame surrounding our own texture of 4C yeah. hair, mm-hmm. the kinkiest hair type, the black, well, it's not the blackest hair type, but it's the kinkiest <laughs> hair type, and how to it love your it hair. It experiences the most anti-blackness. There though. you go. Boom. <laughs> Boom. So I guess in essence I would call it the blackest, <laughs> the blackest hair. It's type. like the dark skin of it the, is of the hair. It is the yes, yeah. absolutely right. So yeah, so be sure to go back and check out that episode called "Wash and Go Wear." That is episode one eighty three. I enjoyed talking about hair. Yeah, I, did. I really did. Yeah. And it wasn't. I felt like we got to really go beyond like, like, like the. Like the stuff we talked about, I haven't heard nobody else yeah, have that I conversation. Yeah, so like, I enjoyed that shit. We got to do a deep dive into 4C hair and it applies to everybody's hair texture, word, quite frankly. Word. So go back and listen to that shit if you have not already. So moving along, we have a live show update. Yes, update, we do. Update. Oh, echo, 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 echo. <laughs> As everybody knows, or if you don't know, we're telling you now, we have a live show coming up on Monday, December 10th. This mm-hmm. is the last episode before our live show. Bring your ass. Bring your fucking ass. We have an update, though. Yes. We have a motherfucking update. We I'm so excited about this. We have a motherfucking update. We have a guest. We have a guest. We do. We have Who a, a very special guest. is the guest? We have a very special guest. I'm excited about. If you have been listening to this podcast, then you know my all-time favorite media personality, image activist, yes. cultural commentator, mm-hmm. writer, fashion expert, grown-ass woman, Say black girl. baddie, Michaela Angela Davis. It's going to be up in the house. I'm very excited about that. If you don't know who Michaela Angela Davis is, please Google that shit, inform yourself, find yeah. out. Google or you can just come. We're going to have a good time regardless. Just come and learn about her there. Yeah. Okay. She's amazing. Yeah. We don't know how this happened, but no. it did. And we're excited. I, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> we don't, but we're excited and we're going to have a good fucking time. It's going to be a blast. And I've been coaching myself <laughs> through like um, this whole thing. I like, feel like I should make a drinking game and ask people to take shots every or a sip of their drink every time you cry. Oh, well, here's the thing. So okay. that's the thing. I'm not allowed to cry. I'm not doing that. I don't want you to cry. Yeah. And we can't say the word cry on the day of because I'm going to cry. I cried. Okay. I cried oh. when I when I wrote the letter. Asking <laughs> her. I cried the whole way, the whole time. I was oh like drafting like a professional letter that didn't include oh tears. Gosh. And I couldn't even believe I was writing the letter to ask. Okay. Oh yeah. She's an inspiration, yo. I know that. Uh, she's I know my that. favorite person. I know that. Right. Okay. I know so, this. The day but of. I didn't think you were crying when you I cried the, the whole. Letter. I cried the whole time. So, <laughs> so the day of, we are not allowed to say cry. If I I'm, meet you, look, motherfuckers, I yeah. If I'm I meet not, y'all and y'all huge... see me, don't say the word cry. Your listeners don't say we that can't, shit. can't because I'm just, I don't, I actually, I went to Rest in Power Combat Jack. I went to a, an event where somebody was interviewing Combat Jack and he didn't cry, but I could tell he was like so 
he was so into him as like a fan that it was uncomfortable for me to watch. And like, I'm also, I was also a fan of Combat Jacks, but I couldn't enjoy it because the guy was so making it about like him and them and this personal thing. And it was like, yo, it's a whole audience of people that's trying to get into this. mm -hmm. So I don't want to do that shit. I don't want to make it about me. Michaela has a lot to offer everybody. She's been doing like the work that we do here is for me at least is inspired. She set the table for this shit. You know what I'm saying? She set the table for like the way we work to liberate ourselves and to encourage the liberation of other black people, other black women, other black femmes. Like she set the table. So anyway, I don't want to take away from that shit by getting choked up. All right. Okay. So it's something that we're going to not do. And if we do it, we're going to push through it. And that's it. That's it. Are you okay right now? <laughs> friend. <laughs> friend. Are Listen, you okay right now, friend? I'm fine. <laughs> you sure? I'm fucking fine, yo. Okay. I'm fucking fine. But anyway, I'm super excited and appreciative that she has agreed to come and hang out with us. So it's going to be a good fucking time. So we look forward to seeing everybody there. Once again, the link to the event will be in the show notes. This is taking place on Monday, December 10th. Tickets are $15. Click the link, buy those tickets. I think it's like a $2 processing fee or some yeah. shit like that or whatever. Um, So you can also buy tickets at the door. So maybe you're at work and you decide, I'm having a great day and I want to finish it with TV Queen and Jay and you just come. That'll be great too. We just really, 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 really want to see our listeners. That's right. You know? Yeah. Come through. Come through. It'll be fun. It's going to be great. It'll be a good time. It's at the green space and all of the information will be in our show notes. Once again, doors open at six. Show starts at a white man's 7 p.m. I had to tell someone today on the dot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The dot. And I say a white man 7 p.m. because I don't believe in time or live by those rules. (laughs) So for real, when we say it starts at like 7, we mean like it actually starts at 7. So yeah, come through at 6. Come by. Get your drink. There's going to be beer, wine. I think they have a special cocktail. So come through. Get comfortable. Get your drink. Go to the bathroom. And then have a seat. And like get ready to hang out with us. Yeah, You care about people so much. Go to the bathroom. I do because I always have to pee. (laughs) So go on ahead and get that shit out the way. All right. You ready to get into the show? Yes. Let's get into the show. Um, so Jay. Yes. What kind of tea you drinking? I am drinking green tea, regular ass green tea, and it's delicious. It is. It's nice to I be said drinking it is, tea. Like I'm drinking your tea. All right, that's fine. <laughs> it's nice to be uh drinking tea in my apartment again and not I don't know, lost, wandering, <sighs> recording in mysterious places, <laughs> you know? So Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. What kind of tea you drinking? I am drinking coconut chai. Delicious. And yeah, it is actually really good. Good. Jasmine got me that. So thanks, Jasmine. I'm enjoying it. Excellent. What are your pronouns? She and her. What are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming, as always, that I'm a bad bitch. Yes. That I'm enough. You are. And I'm affirming that I will be self employed, financially wealthy, without trauma for the 2020. Okay. Okay. I'm with that. I'm mm-hmm. with that. So Jay, what are you affirming for yourself? Oh, today? me? Yes, you. Oh. I'm affirming as always that I am not a lady. Mm-mm. Please don't call me that. I'm also not a part of ladies. Mm-mm. Please don't call me that. If you say ladies to us, you're disrespecting my friends. So yeah. don't say that. Yeah, I would appreciate okay? that. Okay? You two is fine. Queen and Jay is fine. You all is fine. Mm-hmm. The both of you is fine. Yeah. You could just say you. And if you're looking at both of us, we know you mean us. <laughs> yeah. An email, Queen and Jay is cool. Yeah. Anyhow, 
So I affirm that I'm not a lady. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. And also, it's my motherfucking birthday. It's our motherfucking right now. birthday. Like it just it just happened, Ew. and we're here in the birthday time. So I affirm that I am happy mm-hmm. to be getting. And sometimes in my affirmations, I'm affirming them because I'm trying to convince myself of some shit. But these are real, actually. So I affirm that I am happy to be getting older. Mm-hmm. I am happy to be getting older and being a grown ass grown-ass woman grown-ass person i'm happy to see fine lines in my face and like wrinkles and shit and changes like my face is not the same face from 10 years ago and that's okay that's cool because i have a distinguished face exactly because i'm prancing and that's all right okay (laughs) um i'm pleased with my body and that it's endured all kinds of shit i have walked far distances i fucking like been out in the cold i've walked blocks and blocks of bronx streets and hills and steps i've done that i've done that and yeah hills and steps (laughs) yep i lived in yonkers for a little brief second (laughs) oh my god that's a lot of hills i hate the hills in yonkers i don't like yonkers but the hills are also like yonkers got hills like they it's trying to be san francisco like what are you trying to do like what is the point of all this what's this about what's your what's your your what is your point i don't understand how white white supremacy has ruined everything in the u.s Mm. besides hills like Mm. why did they flatten them i don't know i'm not i'm not with it fuck yonkers but anyway my body hasn't that shit i'm thankful to know things i know more shit than i used to know which is dope i'm mm-hmm. thankful to feel sure about shit and always learning through uncertainty i'm i'm thankful to be like comfortable with the shit that i'm not sure about and i affirm that i'm happy to be a single ass bitch mm-hmm. and i'm not thinking about when i'm all grown up and what that looks like and what my life is going to be like when i'm with someone or whatever the fuck because this is my life right now and this is what it is and this is who i am and i'm doing it now and it's happening and i look forward to becoming more and more of a grown ass bitch every day yes so, I happy love birthday that to me yo happy birthday to thank you thank you and thank you niggas this is i think what is this like my is this my fifth birthday on the podcast i don't know it feels like it yeah right maybe, maybe not this might only be my fourth birthday because i have a december birthday and we started in february i don't know and but anyway December happened that. Oh, okay i get it right, right yeah, yeah so both of us then because we both have okay those all right birthdays. cool well thank you all i appreciate yes, you send jay love that's all right. On the social media center, all the do love. Do that. Do that. My cash app is in my Twitter bio as usual. Do that. At Janicia F in true black Twitter fashion. Mm-hmm. Hit me up there. You, you can. I give do that love black money. Woman your money. Hennessy needs her teeth, the tartar in her teeth removed. So that's I don't know why service a from a dog's mouth is $200. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Mouth, dog's mouths are small. Right? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Anyway, She's not a rock yeah, so she needs that done. So, you know, feel free to send me. Don't be using your birthday money on her teeth. Oh, no, I'm not. But oh, if okay. you give me birthday money now, then I could put that towards my birthday stuff and then I could spend my own personal monies towards Hennessy's teeth. So, like we said earlier, we were on the Grapevine TV for the first time this past week mm-hmm. if you watched it thank you so much if you haven't watched it we'll put the link we'll put the link to that episode in the show notes so you can go ahead and catch up and see what we're talking about Word. if not you can still follow this conversation we're just going to talk about our experience and shit mm-hmm. it's not a movie relax yeah so how did you feel about the experience um i actually liked it i always think assume everything's going to be janky because i live in a mm. world where um i'm jaded okay. when you <laughs> so, say janky though like what do you mean like um, like i was going to get there and stuff wasn't going to be on start on time mm. and um i really like to be fed so maybe they wouldn't <laughs> food as promised you know just 
God. We, Jay and I have, within the life of this podcast, mm-hmm. we have gone to a lot of things, yeah. been invited a lot of places um, to- Been around the world to- Sorry. All right. I can't find my baby. All right. All right. That's my song, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we've, we've, we've been to a lot of events and things surrounding this podcast, yeah. being, you know, to be there as a media personality or to meet other people, you know, sure. whatever. Mm-hmm. And- the probability mm-hmm. of, of us being treated poorly has been right. pretty yeah. high. So it was really nice to go somewhere and be treated the way you treat people. Right. We would be right. would be we were treated like people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like no, I was at a point where I felt my cup was dirty and I was mm-hmm. like, I think there's a little spot. And I felt weird saying it mm-hmm. because I'm gonna demand that my cup be clean, yeah. but it was just like I'm so used to being a podcast bitch. Right. That I was like, I think that I was like, oh, I'll just clean it. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh. like you're used to somebody, you're used to being seen as a podcast bitch or being seen as yeah. an angry black woman for, yeah, like, um, for wanting things. Yeah. You know, and it was like, way. oh, no problem. Yeah. Like, it was, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was super nice. So nice. I was expecting, I didn't know what to expect, but like, I've, we have been together and we have, I was, ex- I was, I'm always prepared, embracing myself for, I guess misogyny, misogynoir. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel that vibe on set. And that's like, you know, the grapevine, of course, there are people have different opinions and shit like that or whatever. So you might get on mic and somebody be spewing some misogyny. That could happen easily. Yeah. But the vibe, you know, the vibe on set in general throughout the day was like all love. And I really appreciate that. Even when we got there, it was people like, oh, hey, how are you? Like mm-hmm. just really yeah. nice and making an effort to make us feel comfortable on set. And it was that kind was of like really a family important. kind of It was atmosphere. really good. It was really good vibes. Yeah. And it wasn't what I was expecting. And the I want to I want to say this disclaimer because I know it's something that people think it wasn't about it being a black production. It wasn't about yeah. it being a young people produced production. Wherever we go as black women, we have experienced bullshit. Yeah, we have. So it really is not about the type of environment that it was. It was just the fact, oh, we're going somewhere on Sunday. About to be some bullshit, maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it. So it was just, it was just nice to see that. That's not, that's not what it was. And um, it also made me feel good to see, honestly. Even though I'm not attaching preconceived notion of what could have happened, mm-hmm. it was nice to see young black people doing something so well. Also, right. yeah. you know, it made me feel mm-hmm. good. Like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, yeah doing it. Was it. Cool. You know, so yeah, yeah I, I had that. a good time. So if you watched it. Then you know that there were two black Republicans on set um, during during our panel. That was interesting. It was very interesting. And so I told myself when we went into this that I wasn't going to... You know, YouTube comments are bad. Just general, that's like the thing is that, okay, these are about to be bad. Yeah. So you either go in knowing that with a tough skin or you don't go in at all. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to scan these once and then I'm going to let it go and leave yeah. it or whatever. Yeah, that's so, the same thing. I yeah. So too. one of the things I kept seeing, besides some fun and interesting comments about my hair, y'all are cute, y'all are funny. <laughs> but aside from that, I saw a lot of people were talking about how we did not, as a group, the panel didn't let the black Republicans speak enough like we didn't let them have their say or their piece or whatever and what i will say as black ass jay as black ass janicia i didn't even expect them to be there you know what i'm saying like i didn't so for me joining that panel 
and it being revealed like in the moment like mm-hmm. you know me as a republican and how i feel as a, I'm, I'm like oh this is happening this is what we're doing right uh-huh. now this is what so i didn't had i been had i had i known beforehand i may have mentally prepared myself a little bit more to like okay they're here let them speak but i think the way that the way that republicans have been existing throughout my lifetime has been a lot of what they do i feel like poses danger mm-hmm. to my existence yeah and so when i'm presented with somebody who looks like me who i consider you know if i see you, folks you looking like me safe. right there's an element of okay this is a safe. safe space and because i know that there's so many different types of black people there's so many different types of black Democrats. There's yeah. so many different types of black liberal people. Cause I don't talk of we we know that we vote when we vote, we vote Democrat, but because of those are our options for you and I, generally speaking. Yeah. But you and I rarely, I think, talk about ourselves as Democrats. Cause we're you know not, what I'm saying? I, I know for myself I'm registered as a Democrat only so I could vote in primaries. Same. That is the only reason yeah. why I'm registered as that Yeah, shit. I wasn't registered as a Democrat during President Obama's first election, and mm-hmm. I couldn't vote in, in the, the primary. primary. I was like, oh, oh, that's what that shit means? Exactly. Not again? Yeah. And so, right, mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, well, let me do this yeah, so that like, I don't get caught default, out here again. Right. So that I can mm-hmm. vote in primaries. Yeah, so honestly, I felt going into it, I was like, oh, I'm about to talk to other black people who are, who I have, I, like, I felt like, even if the black Republicans were not there, we would have still had varying and different opinions. So I didn't even consider them like being there as an option. In retrospect, I'm glad they were there because before we got there, we were looking up, you know, just doing like research and preparing and shit like that. And I remember I said to you, I was looking at the numbers yes, and like the yes, number of like black this. Republican men who voted for Trump and who voted, you know, how they vote in different elections. And I'm like, who are these niggas? Yeah, like, okay, yeah, I know they that's, exist. That was the exact That quote. is verbatim what I said yes. before we headed to set. I was yes. like, but who are these niggas though? <laughs> like, I know they exist, but who are they? What do they look like? And I'm like, I don't know. Right. Because I just didn't think they existed either. Yeah. So it was really like, it was a little startling to be there and two black folks talking about them, them being Republicans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I understand... In the comments, I understand, like, the let them talk, let them talk, let them have their say. To an extent, I understand it. But in the moment, I I just, as myself, I don't feel like, I feel like a lot of of white folks have the luxury, or at least the feeling that Republicans and Democrats, oh, we just have different ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, we just have different ideas. It's just politics. We have different feelings. And for me, I really do feel like... I just don't see how you could be a Republican and not understand how you put in my life and so many, the lives of like people I love in danger. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like me being a Democrat puts your life in danger. Like me voting when I say, I don't feel like people voting Democrat or liberals in general, quote unquote, puts, unless you're a white woman, puts my life in in danger. danger. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I did have like a, wait, what kind of reaction Mm -hmm. to it? But it was interesting. I thought we had a good conversation. What's funny is that when he said he was Republican, you can't hear it in the the video. Mm-hmm. But I said I knew it because of that windbreaker. Like- I heard it. Maybe I heard it because <laughs> I might have heard it because I remembered us sitting there. Uh-huh. But I can hear 
I could hear that conversation. Oh. <laughs> I could hear it because there was, I think what I didn't, re- there's a little thing on, on our, the table near where we were sitting and it was a microphone. Yeah. Oh, okay. So if you listen back, you'll hear when he says it, you'll hear like some murmurings of people. Yeah. You said something yeah, and I was like, a I few knew, other people I was like, said I something. I knew it. I could tell from that windbreaker. Yeah. It was just like, why is he wearing that windbreaker? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let Jimmy enjoy his windbreaker why in is peace. He wearing that windbreaker? You look cute, Jimmy. You look tight. I guess. Um, I know for me, like when it came to like let them speak or whatever, yeah. for me, a lot of the things they were saying were based on like personal or like end of like on an individual level, okay. in which I think a lot of Republicans do anyway. Like I don't think they look up. I don't think they look in the world and think about systems in a way that I guess someone who is a Democrat generally talks about things. Mm-hmm. So talking about how things affect people as a whole mm-hmm. versus like me, me, me. Yeah, because like when she gave an example of why she was Republican mm-hmm. and he gave an example of why he was Republican, yeah. it was about their own personal experiences. Mm-hmm. And usually when people talk about being a liberal or a Democrat or whatever, it's about like, like, a bigger picture. Yeah. Like I mean, what we all need or what right. would be better for all of us. Right. Da, 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 right versus right. like, I had this one experience and then I'm like, and then it was bad. So now I'm a Republican. Mm-hmm. It seems for them, theirs was very personal. Yeah. And that's generally how I view Republicans just thinking about like one person rather mm-hmm. than thinking about the whole. Like it tends, it, it comes off as very individualistic yes. as opposed to what could be good for all of us kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. I think that there's an element of the personal in politics. I understand what you're saying and I understand your point. I do think there's an element of personal, like people think, okay, how does this really affect me? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what did I really gain? How am I getting ahead by the political choices that are made. And and that's a part of why a lot of people don't vote. They don't feel like this is not affecting me personally. But like we do know personal, we do know people who like, I lost my health care. I can't get the same medicine that I used to get. I'm being deported or like, you know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. Like there are people who are being immediately affected by shit. So, but no, but I I see what you're saying. That and then I thought, speaking of like the good energy on set. So when the cameras were off, and a uh, black Republican is talking to us after. In my head, I'm like, oh, oh, wait, so we're we cool now? We're not we're not about to fight? For- Just because these are fighting words to me. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You said black Republican. Those are fighting words. I don't want to talk to you about where yeah, you're and he from. he came to us to talk to us. Very nice. Yeah, very super nice. nice. Like, yeah, disclaimer, like, he was super nice. Yeah, he was really nice. Super nice off camera. Hey, how's it going? going da, 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 da. And that's just not, I have two settings and I'm, I'm very much like, I'm not pretending. You know, mm-hmm. at any point, I'm not pretending. Yeah. So, like, I, I can be diplomatic, but also, like, no, I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with you. Yeah, you were very much like that. It, was, it took me a minute. It took know, me, like, I had were. to readjust. I was you like, were. oh, you're like, you're being a nice person. We are on set. There's no, I don't, we don't have, I guess we don't have to have beef. That's what, I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm yeah, used that, to. You know what? That's funny because that was how you were, like, kind of reacting like, oh, so you're going to say all of that stuff. And I'm like, and, oh, you about to say hi now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you about to say I hi? Like, you about to ask me my name and shake my hand? I was oh, like, what is oh happening? okay. What is happening? Oh, okay. No, yeah. I t- that's what I'm saying. I take it very no, personal. I it. I and I feel, it. I feel like there's like, no, I don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. And maybe 
Maybe I need to listen more, but I really, when you start talking that black Republican shit, I, I feel like feel safe either. It, that's, this is not safe talk to me. Yeah, I didn't feel safe at all either, but at the same time, I feel like I could beat him up. <laughs> so maybe why, for me, it wasn't as like, why? I could fuck up this Republican. Why so. are you like this? It's whatever. Oh, for real? That's what you think? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's what it was for me. Yo, I didn't say... Please note that Janicia didn't say that. Like, word? Okay. That's funny. That's what I felt. Okay, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. I just had to mentally readjust. And the next time I see Jimmy, I'll be sure to be kind and not act like we're in the streets. <laughs> you what? <laughs> I was in the streets in my head. Like... Here. You're like, I can take you. Anyway. This is a why are we like this? <laughs> There's no need for this. Everybody was being kind and friendly and sharing we and exchanging ideas. No, friendly. we were being nice. It just did take me we a minute. Were. I was like, oh, we're just about to be like nice now. Like you just we, did. And we actually talked to him for a while. Yeah. Like no, it's we not did. like we were just like We did. We did. Get the fuck out of our face. We talked That to was him for the a second while. round, I think, though. That, I don't know. It took me a minute. It no, that was the first time. He's still on his windbreaker. So You're right. <laughs> that was the first You're right. Time. That was windbreaker, Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. All right. True, 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 yeah. true, true. Okay. All right. Well, it was a good experience. We did have one interesting moment. We did. We did have one. And I can't, I can't, I don't remember verbatim what was said. So I'm going to paraphrase this. But after we did that panel, somebody who was on set asked us... He said that we were, it was a guy. He's, He's like, where do we get our train of thought from? Or, sorry, I'm going to let you go ahead. Yeah, it, it was it was something to that effect. But it didn't seem like, it wasn't like, oh, y'all had a lot of interesting points. You know, I've or I've never heard anyone say anything like that before. Uh, yeah. Yada, yada, yada. It was very much like, it felt like to me the question was, and how I- y'all so smart? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like, what do you? Where did you? Where did you get this? Yeah, it was. It was weird. in that tone, like, and did you, right. Did and you what was this? what made it feel weird to me was that everybody on the panel is smart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody on the panel is smart. Everybody, you know, we all have different points of view and different ways of looking and at the world. And they ask you to be on because of those things. Right. They invite you. Right. Because of these Like, things. we all know this going in. Everybody in this panel is smart. We got mm-hmm. different type of smarts. We have different opinions. Everybody on this panel is smart. Yeah. So why are you asking me why? Why? why that? Or, yeah, it was weird. It was really weird. And I know that the person's intention was not to offend. And they'd said that after it was yeah. clear that I was mm. offended. Because then when I flipped the question back, yeah, it was like, it was like, no, nah, so but y'all, you, you know, y'all sound like experts. And usually people are very surface level. And I'm like, we this is grapevine. And I've watched this show before. And, you know, there are people who go in depth about like their opinions and shit. It was weird. It was weird. It was weird. I shut down. I kind of just got quiet. It was weird. Because, you know, in my mind, I'm like. We could jump him. It was weird. <laughs> we could fight him. Why is it always like that? Because. Yeah, I know. Okay. Trauma. Where I'm from. <laughs> Trauma. But it was just like. Let me just it was quiet. weird. It was weird. And so, right. So, I, 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 we, oftentimes when I don't. I don't be fighting, though. I be lying. Yo. Okay. Oftentimes when I don't understand a question, I'll throw it back to the person. So yeah, I was like, you did okay. So, I was like, okay, why do you, you know, how are you informed on your opinion? Like, why do you, why did you, yeah. you know, come? Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well. He said, um, "Oh, it's because I'm from I'm from such and such, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So he's not from the U.S. Mm-hmm. He is a diasporatical black person, yeah. who's, you know, a non-American born person, and that was the extent of the answer at that time. Yeah. 
So he went into depth further because he said that, and I was like, "Well, I'm a Black American, so I guess we're I like, guess we, we're like, like we're from what? the Bronx. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know, like what? Yeah. So you're in, so it's oak. So because you're from this country, you have a certain level of intelligence and a certain depth to your answer, right? What? What? Yeah. What? That's literally what she said. Wait, wait, what? I was very confused. And I was just quiet. I was confused. Looking at him. It was weird. And the reason, just to set up some context, I feel like black women and black women who look like us and black women who sound like us Mm -hmm. are often asked, oh, how'd you get to be smart? Yeah. How do you know things? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't expect that to come, come out, out of your, your mouth. mouth. I get that. Okay. A lot. Somebody even said that in the comments. Oh, I'm surprised that Shorty with the, you know, with the hair or with whatever mm-hmm. is the one that I'm agreeing with or is the one to say these comments. So what what about my appearance yeah. makes you feel like I wouldn't have something of relevance or of value to say? I mean, we know what it is, but Yeah, we do. You know, but it's whack and it's corny and it's washed. And don't be that. like that. It's whack and washed. It's whack and washed. Stop doing yeah. that. Yeah. But what I will say is at the end of that, after it was clear that I was mad offended, he did apologize yeah, he and did. say it wasn't his intention to offend. And I did appreciate that. And I mm-hmm. said that I would think about what was said and I encouraged him to think about like, let's just think more on this shit and be more thoughtful. Yeah. And then when, I was like, uh, we don't have to jump him. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to fight. That's we the don't point. fight. We're not going to fight. No one's ever had us fight them. We're just doing a podcast and it's funny. <laughs> but like we said we had a great time on the grapevine tv be sure to check that out again we'll put the link to that in the show notes and let us know what you thought if you haven't already let us know what you think okay so we're gonna go into our next story but i wanted to give a trigger warning for child abuse and we're gonna note when this segment ends in our show notes if you need to skip to the end of this okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you say child abuse this is not sexual abuse no okay yeah not sexual abuse i found this article in the new york times that um talks about the tm landry school have you heard of that school so when you first mentioned this yeah i didn't think that i had heard about it because i was like i know you're not talking about that school <laughs> well i'm talking I know, about I know. that school so do you want me to go into what i know about it yeah yeah so the tm landry school is the school i think what was it last season like last i guess spring Maybe, Maybe. Yeah, yeah, spring leading into summer. Was it that long? Was it more longer ago than that? I'm not I don't sure. know. Maybe a year ago. Maybe not. But it was you saw all those kids like charter school kids, high school graduating age, who were getting accepted to mm-hmm. like top twenty Ivy League universities and shit like that. Yeah. And so like the videos were going viral because they do it in this way where like you know the kid is there on the computer, computer. surrounded by like yeah. a really support what looks like a really supportive team of like like the school staff and like his peers his or her peers their parents are there you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. it just is really exciting and then you see them the the cameras on their their face as they're like looking on the screen and refreshing that shit to see if they got accepted Mm -hmm. these are black children and they look happy and Mm -hmm. they're being accepted into school and we know that one of the we know that education in the u.s is shit 
and that we are boxed out yes. of that shit. Mm-hmm. We are boxed out of education. We know that every time we achieve some shit, they raise the bar higher. It's like, oh, well, now it's not good enough just to go to college. You have to go to an Ivy League school, period. Yeah. You have to, It's not good enough to do this. You need a master's. Yeah. You need, need a, a PhD. Doctorate. You need yeah. a doctorate. Mm-hmm. You need this. You need that. So it's, they're always raising the bar. So in, the, in this moment or in this season, it was good to watch all of these young black kids be accepted to major universities. Yeah. It got so popular and went so viral that like Ellen had some of the kids on and like yeah. gave them shit mm-hmm. to you know help set them up for college and shit. They were all over. They're all over the place. They're like all lots over of the place. news yes. networks. Yes. Are, yeah, mm-hmm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. So it has been revealed by students, parents, staff members mm-hmm. that the staff school, members have been talking. Yes, that the school has created false narrative, false narratives for the students in the school. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna just read this quote from the New York Times article. Mm-hmm. In reality, the school falsified transcripts, made up student accomplishments, and mined the worst stereotypes of black America to manufacture upfront hardship tales that is sold to Ivy League schools hungry for diversity. The Landry's also fostered a culture of fear with physical and emotional abuse. Students and teachers said students were forced to kneel on rice rocks and hot pavement and were choked yelled at and berated the landry's deception has tainted nearly everyone the school has touched including students parents and college admissions officers convinced of a myth okay so, so this is awkward and yeah uncomfortable extreme choking this was not choking what i expected children into college this is not what i expected when i read this article right at all i had seen it floating around also i also didn't assume i was like oh i'll get to that i yeah, did first same. of all i didn't think that it was this this school had, that had become so public mm-hmm. and noted for sending everybody to college mm-hmm. i didn't think it was going to be that horrific and intense yeah. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i thought it was gonna be like what we already know about charter schools a lot of charter schools it's not even is, a charter school i think it's a private school i was thinking it was gonna be that charter school shit like that extra respectability mm-hmm. shit yeah. where we treat our black children with the same hostility that white society treats them with and you have to look a certain way you have to cut your hair this way your hair can't be you know kinky or, yeah. or whatever the suit. fuck right wear a, wear a suit button up yeah you know act like you're in the fucking military because that's what we have to do we have to beat the spirit out of black children yeah that's what i thought it was gonna be which is like everyday shit and like how it's parents that treat their kids like that anyway so i was like i'll get to this later or whatever this shit girl so when you talk about um you said something about mining stories of hardship yeah what is that shit about so there's one story where a boy was told to write like you know you write the essay mm-hmm. your, your submission and, yeah. admission and he was told to write that he was abused by his alcoholic dad and he was abused and his mom was abused by mm-hmm. his alcoholic dad and to also say that the dad would not give the money for food and shelter and stuff like that mm-hmm. the student is saying that that is a complete lie. Mm. Um, there's another student who was told to exaggerate neglect that he received from his father. So, like, his dad was prob- probably to say that his dad was not right. involved at all. And maybe he was in a co-parenting situation. But mm-hmm. he was told to exaggerate that story. Wow. And then there are reports of students who were saying when they didn't want to do that, they would be threatened by the Landry's, to the people who own mm-hmm. the school, that they were going to do it anyway. So, you, you know, you better do it. And since mm-hmm. they already use a lot of choking, yelling, nailing, choking. and all of that shit, mm-hmm. um, you're probably you're scared and you're just going to do it anyway. Right. You know, listen to them anyway. Right. It's just, Especially know. when you are a kid, a teen, an adolescent, 
Yeah. And you're told to have a certain type of reverence for your elders, especially like at school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed especially, to do your best. Especially if your parents believe in this shit. Right. They're you paying. Know? They're paying. It's a private yeah. school. So they're mm-hmm. paying a certain amount of month for you to be there. Yeah, they pay $575 to $725. Mm-hmm. And the school is from pre-K to 12th grade. Mm-hmm. So you could be a, a child who does your whole life in this. This You could be groomed from a young age yeah, to, to accept that. To accept that accept and that think that, that that's just what school is mm-hmm. like. How you? many times you ask a child, your child or your niece and nephew, oh, how was, how was your day? How'd it go? Fine. Yeah. Fine. Because yeah, they just think that that's mm-hmm. what school is. Mm-hmm. So this is a little bit more from the article. The way that all of this came about was that it emerged from 46, no, interviews from 46 people from... This consists of parents of former Landy students, current and former students, former teachers, and law enforcement agents. And they have, you know, with those vi- videos that went viral, mm-hmm. of course, people are looking into, okay, what is this school doing that's so special? They have a 100% college acceptance rate. Yeah. What's, you know, what are they doing? Of course, that's going to, like, put extra attention on their curriculum or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So their curriculum is basically, like, very alternative compared to other schools so Mm -hmm. there's like no classrooms and they all they have teachers there who are not certified by whatever the state standard is Mm -hmm. for you know um that's in the state of louisiana Mm -hmm. and then so the it's very untraditional teaching kind of way so the kids teach themselves and it's it's very very different Mm -hmm. so there's that attached to them in these high college rates and getting into these higher ivy league schools Mm -hmm. i made it seem like wow this is amazing they're using this untraditional teaching method there's no classrooms the kids are like teaching themselves and all of this stuff. So people were like really impressed by it. Mm. But it turns out that a lot of transcripts were falsified. Mm -hmm. A lot of students have gotten into these Ivy League schools and can't really keep up because they're actually behind. Right. And a part of that, I know we were talking about this earlier, part of that you said the focus for a lot of the high school students is on like passing, like getting an amazing ACT score score. as opposed to like, learning things and being able to like perform exactly. and so stuff like that. So just pass the test. Right. And if and honestly, they might not even be passing the test. Who know? You know like if all of this stuff is false oh, I see and transcripts or whatever, cuz if you think about it, this school these children are cattle. Right. And they're using them to make money. Mm. Um so if you are getting this tuition, you're getting all of this media attention, mm-hmm. people are going to start throwing money at you you know like lots of schools get funding i don't know how it goes about private school but i'm sure they get funding also lots of schools get funding based on how the progress of the students Mm -hmm. you know so i don't know all the laws in louisiana and things like that but i'm pretty sure that they get more donors and donations and foundations probably give them more money based on what looks like a good thing to do for children Mm -hmm. so that's how i see it when i read it like they're like these kids are fucking cattle. That right. they're really just using them for money. It's also wild demoralizing to the children who experienced this and went there because, like, if you mess with my transcript, am I really smart? Can I really do exactly. it? Do I, we already, I think a lot of us, a lot of people of color deal with imposter syndrome and feeling like we don't belong in a lot of white spaces. Mm-hmm. And so... If I actually didn't get here on my own merits or if, you know what I'm saying? If I didn't learn the shit I was supposed to learn, like, 
there's this, I would imagine there's this feeling of not knowing if you can really do it because really you weren't nurtured, right? Exactly. So you could be brilliant, but you weren't given the tools to actually be successful because the focus of this was to process you like cattle and just get you into an Ivy League, Ivy League school, whether or not you have the grades or whatever it exactly. takes to be there or not. Yeah. So what you're saying, there was actually a student who got into Wesley University who is currently on a medical leave because of those same things. Mm-hmm. So because of all of this emotional trauma and this huge imposter syndrome and all of this stuff, she suffered from lots of depression. And then she kept a lot of it to herself because she's like, I can't tell talk about how I'm struggling because then people are going to be like, well, right. how did you even get in here? Mm-hmm. Why are you even at the school? So she never even got to talk to someone or express these things to people mm-hmm. like she literally got to the point where she just locked herself in her dorm room all the time right because she was just so overcome by all of this shit and it's just like crazy like what the fuck right not to mention what is already thought about a lot of black folks mm-hmm. you know yeah, what i'm saying yes so the way the impact that this story could potentially have on black students across the country it's already white people who think that when a black student gets accepted into a university that you yes. took their spot yep because whiteness the assumption is that what there's a specialness to whiteness and whiteness just belongs wherever they want to be mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so yeah. like if you are here as a black student you must have taken my spot because yeah. i'm white and i belong everywhere mm-hmm. and any place that you are is something that somebody someone has given that to you yeah. you don't deserve it it was Mm-mm. given to you yep and so this i think what it does the damage that this is doing potentially on like a national scale it's not fair it's not fair to the kids and it's not fair to any of us quite frankly so from reading this it made me us as black people yeah yeah, totally so from reading this and you know there was some corporal punishment happening in there when i talked Mm -hmm. about the kneeling and stuff like that yeah i thought corporal punishment was like illegal just throughout all of the states, mm-hmm. but it's not. Louisiana is actually one of the Zatarans. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, whenever I think of Louisiana, I think of like the Popeyes lady. <laughs> I think of the Zatarans commercial. I think of any like tomfoolery, buffoonery that a white person put in a commercial to make you think of like jambalaya. Sorry, my bad. Zatarans. Jambalaya is not white stuff. No, I know, but I'm saying that's what they're trying to invoke. You know, it's a white marketing yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Remember, we was at Southwest South and by this. Southwest. Thank you, sorry. We were at South by Southwest and we were at a panel with. There were black panelists and like black content creators, media makers, influencers, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And this white woman got up talking about we do comp- campaigns for like Popeyes and shit like that. How do we <laughs> like? <laughs> Her question, it wasn't how do we hire black people to like make this happen. She was like, Okay, black people, tell me what to tell do. Tell me what to so do. So I can bring it back to Somebody them. tried that shit with us too at yes. um, WNYC. Yes. Like, no. Nigga, bitch. Fuck you. Pay me. Yeah. Okay. We're not about to tell you how to sell Popeye's fried chicken, my nigga. <laughs> okay? That's oh, not she, why she we're at South by South. She really did there. try it. And I was trying to be nice because I I um I yeah, knew of the women on the panel, yeah. and I, so I didn't want to show my ass and heckle like mm-hmm. I would somewhere else. I didn't want to make the panelists uncomfortable yeah. because, yeah, they looked like they wasn't about the life that I was about to be yeah. about. So I just, I let it go. But what the fuck? Anyway, Zatarans, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Louisiana. I don't no disrespect to like actual black people in Louisiana. Yeah, so I was wondering like how is this corporal punishment happening? I didn't know corporal punishment 
yeah. still existed. Mm-hmm. That was still a thing. But actually, Louisiana is one of the 19 states that still allows um, corporal punishment in schools, mm-hmm. which is like... What the fuck? And corporal punishment, for anybody who doesn't know, it's like, I guess it's physical violence. Physical violence, but it could be also considered like making kids stand in a corner. I know to New York standards anyway, making Mm -hmm. kids stand in a corner or like making them do something over and over again. So like, you got to walk back and forth, Mm. you know, like stuff like that. That's considered corporate, um, corporal punishment. Mm. And then Mr. Landry, who was the one who owns the school, which to me kind of is a flag. Like, who Mm -hmm. the fuck are you? And then you name the school after yourself. Right. Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. You're not like Barack Obama. <laughs> you are and not Obama. And then you started Obama, the school. Sir. You know, like, I don't understand. You are not Obama. Yeah. But in 2013. But you know, but before Obama, because people beat up on black people so much, before Obama, yo, if you was like a doctor or something like that, people would be like, ooh, they would treat you like if you was Obama. But that was before Obama. Yeah, but I'm saying, I just don't understand why he had to school. Right. Yeah, like, and he named it after himself. Mm-hmm. Usually they have a school and they name it after Frederick Douglass. You know, like, true. they don't name it after themselves. True, like, true, this shit true. is fucking weird. Right. So, in 2013, Mr. Landry mm-hmm. was sentenced to probation and intended an anger management program after pleading guilty to a count of battery. Despite the documentation, he insisted that he did not plead guilty or serve probation. Mr. Landry said, this is from the New York Times article, that the victim was a student whose mother asked him to hit her child. And he said he had eased up on physical punishment. I don't do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, wait. What? What's that? What is this? That's weird. I will say, though, you remember those videos? And this, again, I know we're in the middle of, like, a trigger warning story. But yes. here's a, um, here's an added trigger warning. Same thing. More like, like physical manhandling and shit. Yeah. But have you seen those videos of like a mother will take her kid to the barbershop and then like let the oh, barbers like hold the kid down yeah. in the chair and like mm-hmm. force them to get their hair cut and like giving giving strangers permission to manhandle your, your kid child. because that's what you think your kid mm-hmm. needs. So that that story of, you know, somebody telling Mr. Landry that they could he could put their hands put his hands on their kid that doesn't sound far-fetched unfortunately that doesn't doesn't. but for me the part that was like i don't do that anymore like like we off that like what i don't do that no more Mm -hmm. i just make Mm -hmm. them nail now you know like what the fuck and then there was another student who said that he had to kneel in the bathroom for hours Mm. and smell like piss and he was like i knew if i got up like uh, something worse could have happened, mm-hmm. so I just stayed kneeling wow. in a bathroom for two hours, which is just like, what? I, it's it's just it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. There was also reports of them pitting white students against the black students. There's white students there. Yeah, I looked at a website. I sought to look at pictures and stuff. Okay, there's not a lot of them, right. but there are white students there, and they like to pit them against the black students because that's what the world real world is like anyway oh my and they are gosh. preparing not them. the these real world truthers yo it's, these are the same niggas that be like nah you gotta go to a white school because that's what the real world is like instead of uh you know for anyone who doesn't know i went to a white university or whatever mm-hmm. but i personally believe if you could get four more years of being or four years period of being yes. treated as just a student instead of being treated like the black student yeah Take that shit. If mm-hmm. you could go to an HBCU where teachers treat you like 
a fucking person and you don't have to deal with all that race shit in your four years of undergrad education. If you can do that shit, yeah. then do that you shit. You buy more time. Yes. From that shit. Yes. Do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That shit, I'm, I'm positive it adds years to your life. That whole, you need to you need to know what the real world is like. We've been living as black people in the real world no matter what. It's, for, it's kids yes. that go to HBCUs and they leave campus to go to Target and they get treated yes. like niggers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So Let them at least fuck learn that, in Fuck that space. real world shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. You think yeah. white kids in, at university, that's not the real world. No. They coddle those kids. Mm-hmm. They coddle them and they yeah. treat them like infants. Yep. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Okay. Word. So, whew. So, that's the just of all the stuff. There hasn't been, of course, they are denying these claims, mm-hmm. saying these things aren't true. I haven't found any articles where parents or other students are denying this mm. um, i was trying to look so this you know so we could like mm-hmm. but um yeah so that's what's happening right my old hotep self is somewhere deep inside of me screaming these are lies they're lies <laughs> because i really was so excited to see like how happy these kids were to i was be thinking that to too like i know that like some people like they're just trying to take a, yeah it's a it's man, in yeah. there it's inside of me it's a little it's a little janicia in there screaming they're lying who wrote this who wrote this though for real. Are they black? Erica's a black woman. Okay. Um, so Erica, the author of This is a Black Woman. What's Erica her name? Erica Green. Okay. And Katie Brenner. She looks East Asian. Okay. All right. So not white people. A black woman. Yeah. And Ar- another woman of color. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. This is intense. This is really intense. Um, it's... Uh, I don't know, I was just so disgusted mm-hmm. and made me so uncomfortable to read. Yeah. Also because I'm very I'm sensitive to children. Like I feel like all black kids belong to me. Like mm-hmm. they're a part of my family. Right. Like don't fuck with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um and then to also see it happen in the education space by other black people mm. is just like, whoa. Yeah. You know, like these are like Usually the story is that this kind of stuff happens at home and then they yeah. go to school to escape. And um, that's not the case, mm-hmm. you know? Like, how do you ever trust an adult again? How do you do that? Yeah. You know? It's um, it was just this hard. But I um, felt like it was something that we should like. Yeah. Well, thank you for reading that shit because that shit would have stayed in my saves on Facebook, like uh-huh. forever, just be sitting there, like, oh, oh okay. I'll I had read it, it later. in my Twitter bookmark. Wow. And I was like, I'm gonna revisit it. I'm gonna revisit this, and I'm like, yo, mm. shit is intense. Okay. Um. Do you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Okay, let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> let's okay, take take a, a break. break. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. <laughs> do you know what this year is? Um, what's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron 
or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the time all right thanks yeah. for hanging out with us yes so we got some t-mail mm-hmm. yes 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 if you would like to send us t-mail if you have a comment a question if you want to invite us to do some shit anything that you want really you can send us t-mail at t with queen and j at gmail.com and we will do our best to respond and or read your letter on the show. Can elect to be anonymous. Just put that shit in your letter if anonymous. you so choose. Um, otherwise, we will probably say your name unless we're like about to like rip you a new one or something. Then we yeah, try and be respectful. We be. We're not trying to put nobody on blast here. Because we don't really be fighting. I'll just be saying that. Anyway, stay safe. So, we have a letter. Mm-hmm. And... It is from Jazz, and I'm going to read it. You ready? Yep. Hey, Jazz. Hi, Queen and Jay. It's Jazz from Unravel, a fashion podcast. Hey, y'all should check out that podcast. Unravel, a fashion podcast. They break down like the politics of all types of fashion. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's fun stuff, and sometimes it's like hard stuff. And (laughs) it's a dope show. Yeah. Check it out. So Jazz says, love y'all's work and your pod is a part of my weekly rotation. My question is, how do I confront my mom about her problematic colorism? I want to provide some context for this question. My mom is a white presenting Mexican and my natural father is black Nicaraguan. I came out looking real light and present as basic mestiza Latina that can even pass for Italian. Buongiorno. Ugh. I knew he was going to like... Bonjour! Bonjour! Oh, that's what I... You know, you know how I roll. Uh-huh. Anyway. That sounds French. I know. <laughs> it was a callback to oh, another episode. Okay, okay. I do recognize my privilege and mind my place. Unfortunately, I was not raised to acknowledge my black identity because one, my bio dad denies being black. And two, even though my mom acknowledged my dad was black, I believe as a young single mother, she didn't know how to talk to me about it. Her way of communicating was to make jokes. Like she would tell me that my dad was MC Hammer or make comments about my nose being wider than hers as a kid. Mad confusing as a five-year-old. Additionally, I've been estranged from my dad since I was 18, so for about 11 years. A few years ago, I heard from my sister, we share the same sperm donor but have different moms, that my dad was saying racist shit about black people. My brain exploded because the man is black and I realized that by inadvertently denying my own blackness and biracial identity, that I was continuing that anti-black cycle that plagues my family and so many Latinx. In turn, I began to actively educate myself on black Latin American and diaspora history. Over the last couple of years, I've been researching and writing about the black and indigenous communities in Nicaragua. This is also a way for me to heal the estranged relationship I have with my natural father and his family. There are times where my mom has respected and supported my journey, which made 
me feel really validated. However, I noticed that since I've been actively identifying with and researching my black identity and heritage, that she's been actively identifying as white. For example, last year she asked me, Jasmine, why aren't you proud of your white side? I quickly responded, I do not identify with the colonizer. That was the first time I ever heard her identify as white and it shocked me. She also said that she marked white on a census survey. When she visited me over Thanksgiving, she made comments about her white skin or that she's Spanish and shit. Her comments really bothered me and they almost feel competitive like a racial pissing contest. I never identified with being white in my life or as Spanish. I was raised in a Mexican household by her and her family and always felt othered, especially as a kid. I'm left wondering how to talk to my mom about her comments. How do I respond to her without sounding angry? Because I want to say, woman, I know you're white because your genes robbed me of my melanin. Am I tripping or just overthinking her comments? Anyway, I appreciate y'all and your potential read on this. Sending all the love, Jazz. Thank you so much, Jazz. Thank you for trusting us with this letter. Thank yeah. you for your your comments. And Jazz also sent a picture of her dad. And I would say he looks like, like Alan Payne, I guess, in terms of blackness. Who's that? Alan Payne <laughs> is not my brother's keeper from New Jack City. Alan oh, okay, Payne is from okay. Tyler he, Perry. Is he still on the Payne's? Tyler Perry in the Payne, House of Payne? I, don't, I don't know he was on Girlfriends, right? Oh, no, that's the wrong person. Sorry. Okay, all right. He's another Jason's movie. Lyric. Yeah, I know you said that. Yeah, Alan that. Payne from Jason's mm-hmm. Lyric. I don't know what he's on now. I just remember back in the day, I saw him in Soho on West 8th at a shoe store, and uh, he was buying some girl a bunch of shoes. He wasn't happy to be there, though. Oh, he must have fucked up. And she said, you better buy Maybe. Me some shoes, because that would have been me. Nah. He was upset. Nah, that would have been me. Okay. Yes. Um, Do you want to comment on this first? Yeah, I can. So... I think you're kind of already doing the right thing, mm-hmm. checking the anti-blackness as it arises, mm-hmm. because I don't even think she realizes how anti-black she is mm. or thinks that her anti-blackness is even a problem, you know, because mm-hmm. it's probably never been checked before. So I think it is, it makes lots of sense to keep checking it when it happens. Okay. I think you're not overthinking it. So you asked that, Are you, you're not overthinking it. And yeah, I, think, I agree. You're yeah, not I think anti-blackness when it's experienced like within your own family is very uncomfortable, and it happens amongst black folks throughout the diaspora. It's mm-hmm. black Americans whose family says wild anti-black shit, colorist shit, yeah, fucking texturized, texture yes, yes, shit. hair texture stuff, class shit that mm-hmm. that ends up being anti-black or whatever. Yeah. So that's not like an uncommon experience. I would say that. I don't think that you should take it personal like it's about jazz. And I know that our our identities are super personal. Mm-hmm. But your mom loves you as her daughter. And I don't think that she acknowledges... She doesn't acknowledge that not acknowledging your blackness is not acknowledging like your full personhood, your humanity, and all of that shit. So mm-hmm. I don't... I wouldn't... Because I feel like... She's ignorant, right? So speaking as somebody who's not related to you, but it sounds like she clearly loves you and that y'all, for the most part, have a decent relationship outside of this um, colorism and anti-blackness or whatever. It sounds like she's ignorant and the only education that she's had on blackness is anti-blackness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly and that. so the way that I would treat it 
is, so you've gotten past the shock of knowing, okay, your mom identifies as white, right? Even though that that's not necessarily the truth, or maybe that's not how you see her or whatever, right? And that's also very common. Oh, super common. Yeah, it's very right. common. So yes. don't think like your mom is like the only one either, because mm-hmm. it's, it's actually a pretty common occurrence. Yep. Okay. Yep. So she identifies as white. She's doing this pissing con. We've also heard this shit also where people talking about how white they are. Yeah. We were at a family reunion once and my for my grandmother, my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. And we were, my little circle, like my grandmother's like immediate family, we were sitting there making jokes because they, they had this whole segment about like how white we are. You know what I'm saying? Wow. They had brought in a historian and he was talking about oh, yeah. all of our connections to, to whiteness. whiteness. And so me and my uncle and my mom, we were just all sitting there making jokes in our own little corner about That's insane. how insane this is. Right. And, and I think there's this thing. My people do that too, though. When I was in Oakland, mm-hmm. I got me and Makiba, my best friend, got in a lift and there was already a passenger in there. And the lift driver was a white man. Mm-hmm. It was a white woman in the um in the lift. And they were like competing with like how white they were. It was weird because it okay. was like, my family's northern Spain, like, like, right. It was just like, it was like, or how how attached to the specific colonizer they are. Yeah, right, right, right. What the? It was so weird. Yeah. So that's not an uncommon thing, yo. People want to be on the winning team. Yeah. And the winning team is the oppressor, Mm -hmm. or at least that's how they see it. Yeah. So it's not weird, especially if it's something that's seen as like as normal. If it's not checked, if it's not like, yo, do you see how like anti-black this is, or how inappropriate this is, or whatever. So personally. I think what what might be healthiest for you, you you've, we've gotten, maybe you haven't gotten past it, but it's already been exposed that your mom identifies as white, that she doesn't understand the need to identify with blackness in ways in which, like for her to say, why don't you identify with your white side? That's a fundamental misunderstanding of like the power dynamics uh, of race, race and how all this stuff works. And that for you to learn about your your African ancestry for you that takes work. Even yeah. if you knew, right? Even if your dad was black identifying, even if you knew you like from jump and it was discussed and open that you all were Afro descendiente, even yeah. if that was like instilled in you, you would still have to take work to learn about that because they don't teach that shit in school. At all. They don't. The whole the whole purpose is to suppress and hide any forms of blackness african history any anything that connects you to a deeper history than slavery whiteness or whatever else you know what i'm saying yeah so you would have to do that extra work anyway and that's something that your mom being a white presenting and white passing person doesn't understand and didn't really do the work to understand um especially for you know having partnered with your dad who doesn't even acknowledge his blackness. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I don't think she's ever, well, it's obvious she's never had to acknowledge blackness. Mm -hmm. And then the fact that she thinks for you to exist in blackness, that it has to um, erase whatever else. That it's some competing thing. Yeah, like whatever else, whatever other ancestry you have that the blackness is now going to eat it away (laughs) or eat it all up Mm -hmm. and none of that other stuff is going to be left just makes no sense Mm -hmm. and just shows how much she hasn't acknowledged your blackness 
ever. Yeah. You know, which I can I can I can honestly see you taking that personal because this is you. Mm-hmm. Um but I do agree with Jay like kind of like cuz this is your mom and it seems like y'all do have a good relationship outside of this to kind of like think outside yourself mm-hmm. and realize that she is in the remedial class. Yeah. And I just absolutely right. She's in a remedial the class yep. and, and like these things that you're learning are way beyond her grasp at this moment, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's always going to be there. But I think that the way that you are checking her and kind of like um, challenging her mm-hmm. thoughts, because when you challenge someone's thoughts and they're not ready for it yet, they're going to feel uncomfortable, yeah. you know, at first. So mm-hmm. I think that... Especially white people or white presenting people. Exactly. You know, because it's not safe anymore. Mm-hmm. So she probably just doesn't feel safe. And yeah, but I do think that the way that you are checking her and and reminding her um, that this is who I am um, is important. Yeah. And I want to add the disclaimer, because color in this conversation is important, I want to just kind of remind her, and we've met Jazz, so Mm -hmm. we know what Jazz looks like. Yes. I want to remind everyone that she did say that she was perhaps white passing to some people. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the advice that we're giving jazz as a um potentially white presenting or basic mestiza as that kind of presenting person versus the advice that we would give someone who was darker and who was more african presenting or Mm -hmm. black presenting are different yeah because Mm -hmm. i feel like jazz is able to move throughout the world without a lot of the hostility that darker skinned black folks experience. And I think that there's an urgency, and this is not to shrink jazz's identity as um, an ambiguously black person, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not shrinking jazz's black identity, but I think that it's important to acknowledge that the hostility that a darker skinned black woman would experience or somebody who cannot perhaps pass as a dark Italian or some shit would calls for more urgency mm-hmm. right so i think perhaps i would feel like right now i feel like the perhaps having anger towards your mom it's not serving you you know what i'm saying yeah, it's not serving jazz I and i feel there. like you have the luxury as a lighter skinned um white presenting to certain white people person yeah. mm-hmm. i feel like you have the luxury of teaching your mom at that remedial place yeah you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and taking the time and taking the time right because you are not under immediate attack Mm -hmm. i feel like darker skinned black people a darker skinned black woman there's a sense of urgency that has to take place because your mom in not acknowledging the blackness perhaps of a and obviously Per, black person, person who is treated with a different level of hostility, a more intense level of hostility, it's actually it's it's dangerous. Yeah, you know agreed. what I'm saying. Yep. It's dangerous mm-hmm. for all of you, and so I have to say that my response to someone who look like you, Queen, or even even who look even who look like myself, I have light skin privilege, but I'm not white passing. I'm yeah. not. You know what I'm saying. I couldn't play an Italian on TV. I think that. In honesty, my response will be different. And so I just want to like put that disclaimer out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But I feel like you have the luxury of having a little bit more patience with her. And that doesn't mean tolerate anti-blackness, but I feel like you can separate 
perhaps some of the anger that you feel in her not getting it because you also you are white Italian passing to your mom. Yeah. And so she doesn't mm-hmm. get the dynamics and the nuances of race that I understand that when you told me you were from from back then when I first met Jazz or even when we communicated on social media yeah. when she told me she was black I believed her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But she had to tell me. I yeah, would she, exactly. Jazz is not somebody who I would look look at and assume she was black when she when you usually when you tell me that you're black and you're not trying to nigger fish as the as the kids call oh. it on the social medias we talked about that a don't few understand. episodes back right don't understand that right i believe you it's not for me to judge like your experience or whatever and we all have white passing black folks in our family yeah you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying yes. so you know that that is not like a measure that i'm using to judge her blackness but to your mom perhaps or to somebody who doesn't understand the nuances of blackness she's looking at her kid who's like almost her same complexion but has a wider nose and thinking why do you have to identify as black you you won the lotto and then especially she has raised you and she hasn't seen people treat you differently based on how you look because you are white passing Mm -hmm. so aside from jazz did say that she felt othered in her family so i'm sure there was some level of um recognizing her difference yeah but not to the extent yeah of that of a darker skinned person right right. so like you uh the amount of you know misogynoir or whatever that you receive as a lighter more ambiguous kind of Mm -hmm. um black person is way different like you said than like a dark-skinned person Mm -hmm. so i do think there is room to be Sometimes your mind has to catch up to what to what the fuck is looking at, right. you know, and that that could be the case of what your mother's going through. Like, no, I've always known you as this, mm-hmm. and this is who you are. What is this new shit you're doing, right. you know? And um, unfortunately, it has to do with your race, which is something that is touchy. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with Jay. Like, give give her the time. You do have the space to give the time mm-hmm. for the remedial classes because um, of how you present. Right. Yeah. Right. And you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what it is. You know who you are, even though that's something that you're still um, reconciling yeah. because of your experience. Her ignorance isn't tied to you. Her ignorance is tied to living in his white supremacist right. right. world. And you're grown. So her identity and who she is doesn't identif- doesn't determine your identity and who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to take it. You don't have to feel it. I feel in this letter, I feel I feel that you feel like she's shrinking you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's separate. You can separate yourself yeah. from that. So free yourself from that. And thank you for sending this. I don't know. This. I was about to sing it, folks. You're about to. Free, free your mind. mind. All right. Sorry, y'all. It's 2.30 a.m. <laughs> we got to so do something. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. It's your birthday. Hey, it's your birthday. It is. Yes. So. Thank you, Jazz. Thank you for this. I appreciate this letter. Yes, I do too. And um, feel free to hit us up again if you need to. We appreciate you. We do. All right. I think we did a show. I think we did a show. You know, I know we did a show. All right. Yes, we did a show. So just a quick reminder. Everybody bring your black ass. White people, come to the freaking show. Mm -hmm. I know y'all listening. New Yorkers, buy tickets. Come to the show. Mm-hmm. Bring your friends. Yes. Cut the game. Stop okay? it. Okay. Show up. We want you there. Meet Michaela Angela Davis. Oh my God. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be so cool, yo. I'm I'm really excited about it. I am too. Yes. So please, Monday, December 10th, Tea with Queen and Jay Live, presented by WNYC with special guest Michaela Angela Davis. We will leave the link to 
the event info and tickets in the show notes. Yes. We want to see you there. There are still tickets available and you can buy tickets at the door, but we want you to buy the them dough. right we, now. We want you to buy them now. Yes. Thank you so much. Now. All right. Yes. Anything else? Yeah. So be sure to follow us on the social media. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That is at T with QJ. We are also on Facebook. And Tumblr. This uh, does Tumblr still exist? I'm joking. Uh, Facebook. Why, why wouldn't Tumblr exist? Oh, because they there's no more sex on there. That's weird. That's the only reason to go there. Yeah. At this, I'm point. sorry. You're right. That was my go-to thing <laughs> on my phone. Right. Yeah, like, you know? yeah. I'm not gonna hit Pornhub on my phone. Not my cell phone. I'll go to Tumblr though. Yeah, you gotta go on your computer in incognito mode. Oh man. But anyway, it's like um, the 80s. <laughs> Facebook. So I and heard. Tumblr, just search for TV Screen and Jay there. Since you've been here this long, we know you love us, so be sure to subscribe. Whatever app you're listening to us on, subscribe, follow, however that works. Please do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send us T-mail at tbwithqueenandjay at gmail.com. Send us T-mail. We love that. Um, donate on our website, tbwithqueenandjay.com. Am I leaving anything else? Um, I don't think so, even though I stopped listening. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you covered everything. Yeah. And um, all of our social media stuff is in our show notes anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you should be following us. You better. And that's it, I think, right? Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay, dope. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Stop Maybe he doesn't her. hit you. Stop killing trans women. Cut trans that shit lives out. matter. Yep. 4C hair forever. Yes. Natural hair. Don't care. Storm every damn day. Black Panther so lit. Lit as fuck. A dog named Hennessy. <laughs> Oh, so I guess I throw on my cat Xena Files. Oh. Um, yeah, follow on Twitter. It's lots mm-hmm. of things on that. Really, I didn't yeah. realize you were doing that. Xena yeah. Files, like she's her name is spelled with an X, right? X. Okay, yeah. Anytime I post my cat on Twitter, oh, Files, I didn't so know you could, he like, had a hashtag. Follow the life <laughs> of Xena since since he was a kitten. And so now, yeah, Hashtag T with QJ. Hashtag Queer Walk. Hashtag Queer Walk Pod. Hashtag Inner Hall Uprising. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Hashtag bag ladies, hashtag unpack BG, hashtag sexually liberated woman. You okay, sis? Yes. Disability to white, yep. only child. Mm-hmm. Film this. Mm-hmm. What else? That's it? Yep. That's hashtag it. the grapevine, hashtag hear it fresh. And I think that's fucking it. Hashtag pods and color. Yes. And hashtag a good day all right cool cool cool. this show was created hosted and produced by a black girl named naima and a black girl named janicia peace and i'm sure you would have